Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Just keeps getting weirder and weirder. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me me at your next event you know i like to party with the people the people need to be entertained are you not entertained <laughs> make your next thing a big one all right this uh whoa speaking of entertained uh, today on the program pandora and her box who's pandora and her box what is pandora and her box well i, I know you know the story of pandora's box but you're going to find out more in the next few minutes so stick around for that this week's shows, I will be at the oh, on Cedar Lounge Bar and Grill on Thursday night. That's in Moralton, Arkansas, for the Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam. Now, we started that show last week, last Thursday. They gave me a little tryout. They said, hmm, well, yeah, this karaoke thing, let, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. It was incredible last Thursday. So many people showed up. Uh, having food, having some drinks, having some fun, and singing some songs on stage with little old me. Yeah, it was a good time. The Cedar Lounge Bar and Grill. And the, the place lives up to its name. There's a lot of cedar. It smells real nice. And it's a nice, the, the staff is great. I mean, they were running around like crazy trying to make sure that everybody had their drinky drinks and their good food. So yeah, good time over at the Cedar Lounge bar and grill and that's thursday night uh, from six to ten i think they're gonna do it every thursday night they, you know he came uh don the owner came to me at the end of the night and he says looks like they're having a good time yeah let's do this every thursday okay happy to do it so i'll be back there thursday night from six to ten cedar lounge bar and grill be there friday night i'll be at the rab in conway arkansas my usual friday night gig i guess i've been there on and off for the last i don't know eight ten years even before it was the Rab, I think it was the Con- it, well, I don't think, but I know it was it was the Conway Supper Club before that, right up on the hill on sixty five in Conway, Arkansas, the place to be. They changed the name to the Rab because it's a dry county, and if you look at it in the rearview mirror, it says bar, <laughs> so they got away with it. Ah, that's very smart thinking, I'll tell you. Those people at the Rab, that's that, those owners, that staff is just. Yeah, they're on their toes. They got a full bar, kitchens open, pool tables. In fact, they have a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try to make some money on a Friday night playing pool, you can join the pool tournament while you're waiting to sing on stage right next to me. Yeah, video, dance, party, karaoke jam. Now, at both of these venues, since they are public, we're trying to keep each other safe during this coronavirus COVID thing. So wear a mask while you're walking around. But while you're sitting down having your drinky drinks, you could pull the mask down. How about that? So you can get at your, your eating hole, your, your drinking hole, you know, the mouth area. Yeah. And then on Saturday night, eh, I have a wedding, private party. <laughs> so unless you're invited, you cannot come. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that weddings are coming back. Oh, love weddings. Love being a part of people's days and being part of, of, of their celebrations. So thank you so much to the people that are booking weddings and not just uh, 
almost every weekend till, uh, till the end of the year and even into next year and like half of next year is getting booked up too so i'm excited man the weddings are coming back yes this coronavirus is not gonna beat us not gonna beat us come on scientist get get this coronavirus under control take care of this come on you smart people all right speaking of smart people let's get into it with pandora and her box now i got them on skype uh, so if you're listening to the audio version of this only, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys, Dan, or just look up keys, Dan on YouTube and you see the radio, what logo on there, you'll find it. It's, it's there <laughs> Pandora and her box. All right, let's Skype Pandora and her box now. Did it. That did it. That, okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, how come? How all right. many people does it take? <laughs> well, no. Now you're in the in the view. So maybe it's when somebody speaks, it'll come on. So let's give it a shot. Now, let me see. I'll talk. Do you see me now? I do. It's going to flip back and forth. That will work okay. just fine. Yes. I got fine. Pandora and her box or at least many many <laughs> of the of the of the parts of pandora and her box so in the words of uh well i, I don't remember the character's name in seven but brad pitt said what's in the box what's in the box <laughs> if you'll tell the people uh, you know give the people a little idea uh, since uh, jessica pandora you the name is kind of uh, bearing to you you're the front person uh, th- which means you have to to bear the brunt and and get the the most of the uh, of the reaction from the crowds uh, the adoring fans will look to you because you're the front person not that the other people are not a part of it but Je- uh, jessica feel Jess- so sorry for them i mean that's why we brought salem in because i mean salem's at least decent to look at so i mean you brought me in because you were desperate ah <laughs> uh, oh, okay all right uh, there's got to be a story there and we've got time to tell stories i want to hear oh, yeah. all the stories tell me everything uh, first of all do you see me on the on the feed now or or am i still no. in a, a, a figment all right i i there. guess that you'll see it when it comes out but there's an audio version of the what makes you famous podcast there's a video version so if you're just listening to the audio version i encourage you to check out the video version on my youtube page but notwithstanding all right what i was trying to get at was the wikipedia page for uh just uh, for pandora and her box uh, if you if you look at the the top two paragraphs the blurb on the top uh, jessica pandora what would that blurb say Tell me about Pandora and her box. The overview. Um, mothers, watch your kids very carefully, Brown, because <laughs> we're bad influence. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, no, I don't know what it would read, but it probably would have something to do with trouble. Well, I mean, like I guess didn't you? Because y'all met first, right? Me and Sam. Yes. 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 She's the original singer, and then she just came back to us because we love her to death. And uh, and I was. 
desperate yeah yeah see she's just nodding her head there well i'm looking on the about uh part of your of your facebook page and there was a kind of an exclamation for the top person for vocals and i'm guessing that's the part where where salem would fill that spot but but her her name was uh represented with uh many different like a, a like in the Flintstones, if you looked at the bubble, there would be rhythm, frasm, garble, rhythm. It would be a a, a bunch of oh. uh, of little um, uh, of of uh, symbols rather than a name. Yeah. Uh, why why yeah. is that representing you? Uh, is that Salem representing you? That, that is Salem, and what it is is that uh, when we went to announce her, we were kind of building up to it, and we didn't want to put her name in the description yet. So we just gave it a weird little thing and then we announced it and then I do what I do best and I forgot to update the about us section. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So it, it is human error and, that, and, human and, error. and we are human and we make mistakes and all that kind of thing. Not that it was a mistake. It's kind of a happy mistake because it gives us something to talk about. It's a talking point. Yeah. It's a, a point of conversation. So Salem, uh, your name is not. Uh, that little uh, group of symbols. Uh, tell me what a Salem is. So Salem priest um, actually originates from um, Salem, Massachusetts uh, during the witch trials back in the um, 1600s. Um, I'm a huge fan of the crucible, everything like that. And I wanted to incorporate that into my image and my stage presence. Um, so that's how I came up with Salem priest. It's also kind of like a spinoff of Judas Priest, who I am just a huge fan of. I can dig it. I can dig it. But do you uh, do you practice Wiccan? Do you do you follow that that, that a little do. bit? Are you interested in I it? I do actually. See, I've had friends who were Wiccans in the past, and, and man, I, I'm so interested in that. To tell, I mean, uh, you, all right. Somebody would say, "Oh, you're a witch. Do you do witchcraft? Are you uh, you know into that kind of?" No, mm -hmm. it's it, yeah. there's more to it than that. <laughs> There, there are some thoughts like, like in any religion, there, the, a prayer you could think of as a spell of some kind, yeah. a wish of some kind. Ooh, I wish that this would happen. Uh, but tell, it's more tell me, than just magic and Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me <laughs> as a practicing Wiccan. I mean, what, what is, what is the overview on that? You don't have to to go into it too much, but hey, man, I'm I'm here to learn from you, uh, Salem Priest. I, we all know that you're a rocking <laughs> band. That's the easiest thing. Pandora and her box. Yeah. Yes, you can go to Pandora and her box. Find it everywhere. Uh, there's music. Uh, it's rocking music. I was listening to it today. My face. It, I'm sorry that you can't see it right now, but you will be able to see it when the 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 video comes out uh, in the morning. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, my mm -hmm. face nearly melted off listening to Pandora and her, and her box uh, today. Nice. But uh, tell, uh, tell me an overview of, of Wiccan and, and your uh, thoughts on, on practicing Wiccanry. <laughs> so practicing Wiccan, um, I kind of got into it more in the later years of my life. Um, I converted out of Catholicism into it, and it just brings me more in tune with myself, more in tune with Mother Nature, um, more in tune with my own mental state. You know, when I was getting into it, I was in a pretty dark place in my life, and I attributed that shift in energy um, into just like a change into my life. And I actually attributed a lot of that shifting energy into the lyrics that I write. And I still do. Um, so the conversion to Wiccan really helped me out of a negative place. So did the music that we're writing. Um, 
you know, being the original singer two years ago did help me through that and being able to come back and re-enjoy the band that I just loved so much. I loved traveling with, I loved playing with and being able to write new music with them is just really heightening the entire experience. Well, okay. I'm coming out of Catholic myself. I, I went to Catholic school in Miami, my first uh, six years uh, of school. And I remember there was a lot of mystery. Uh, every time I asked the priest yes. a question, Oh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. There were no answers. Ah, I feel like there's exactly. no answers. I need some yeah. answers, but I'm glad that, that you found a path, a, a way, uh, you know, the, people need something to believe in and, and mm-hmm. to, uh, to make them feel better. And if, if that is the path that you choose and it chooses you, maybe uh, it would be better put, uh, it, yeah. and, and it, it, you know, it's something that is on, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, you're mostly helping people. You know, you're trying to help mm-hmm. people out, help yourself get through a, a difficult time that you were talking about, uh, you know, and, and you said that you were the original singer two years ago. Tell me about yeah. Pandora and her box. And I'm going to go ahead and, and go with Blondie on this one uh, because I haven't heard him speak too much yet. Uh, Tyler, uh, you also share a, another Brad Pitt uh, character, I'm uh, Tyler Durden. <laughs> so uh <laughs> i don't even know if you've even seen uh the fight club you're not, not even supposed to talk about fight club i have a fight club poster in my room why wouldn't you tyler you know you, every <laughs> character named tyler ever uh made should be uh, uh help help to represent you so tell me something about you tyler tell me what's going on in your world and how how you came to be a part of pandora and her box oh, well, um, Oh, I am excited. Uh, they sent me a D address. I just kind of drove over here. From Texas. Uh, yeah, from Texas. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I think you're in, in, what, North Florida somewhere? Where Whereabouts are you right now? Jacksonville. Okay. Florida. Yeah. Me uh, so, and Robert Chris are in Jacksonville, and Salem is in Fort Lauderdale, and we're from all over the place. I'm originally from Jersey. He's, an, he's from Oklahoma. Originally Oklahoma. But, I consider Houston to be my hometown. But that's kind of where I came from before I joined the box. So, all right, Salem Priest, you're closest to my uh, my heart. You're making me more homesick than than anything else. <laughs> I was born in Miami, raised in in uh, Fort Lauderdale. I went to Western High School, uh, so uh, Western Wildcat, Davy, Florida. Uh, oh, did man. you go to school? I, in- I was a um, Fort Lauderdale Flying L. No kidding. Okay. I get it. I, I think we might've played you in football. I, I didn't play football. I was a, a swimmer in school and, and a dancer. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And Decca. I, I played volleyball. We played Western plenty of times. Oh, okay. Probably wiped the floor with us, right? A little bit. Yeah. 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 We weren't really good in sports. I think I was in the, in the second class that went through all four years, class of 86, class of 85, where my best friend was uh, he he was the first graduating class that went all four years in that brand new school, Western High School back then. But uh, I'm aging myself. We're 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 going through uh, eating some of the same dirt. Uh, but how how are you in Fort Lauderdale and the rest of the band is in Jacksonville? How did that happen? So I I used to live in Jacksonville. I went to the college, um, the University of North Florida when I was living up there. And I met Jessica while I was actually practicing for a different band. And she was brought on to originally be the bass guitarist, which I still find so funny to this day. 
Um, so how so? Wait, there. back she up. How so? How do you find that funny? <laughs> this is a whole story in its own. Please. If, if you, okay, so I I was originally with a previous band, and um, it was just me and a singular guitarist, and we were looking for a drummer and a bassist, and um, the guitarist put out an ad on Craigslist, I think, and just connected with the guitarist, and just said, listen, I'm trying to do my own project. Let's see if you, you and me can kind of meet in the middle. So we all came to a practice and we played once and it was absolutely disastrous. Like it was a total disaster. And so, um, just kind of pulled me aside after the practice and she's like, I'm doing my own project and, um, you're a really great vocalist. So I kind of want to steal you from this. And I was already kind of getting bad vibes from that last project. So I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and we literally, I came over to her house like a day or two later and we sat down and we wrote an entire song in about two hours. Yeah. It was something else. And that song, we never seemed to play live, but eventually it will be. That was the cat. That was one. <laughs> the cat. It, it'll probably make its appearance. You'll sure. see him right there. Yes. Hey, the more the merrier. So. All right, Jessica Pandora, the 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 band uh, has uh, some of your last name as your as we've alluded to. How did the band form? Let's let's go there. Let's let's get the the where where did the band form? How did the band form? And what is this band all about? Uh, Jessica Pandora, Pandora and her box. Okay. Well. Um, I guess the best way to put it is I was not always Jessica. And uh, so when I kind of had to come out to my work colleagues, all my friends and my family said, what better way to do it than come out with a band that crushes the stigma of what I was coming out as. So I came up with the name Pandora in her box. It was like, you know, Pandora opening the box. And I had no idea what was going to come out of it when I did. And, uh, I would also wear a mask, uh, which I don't wear anymore, but it does show up on stage. It's that one right there. And, um, you know, and I made sure that whenever we played a show, it would come off during the show to show other people that, you know, they don't have to hide behind a mask. They could take off their mask and, you know, live a good life, with even with the stigma that's out there. But that was a really big purpose of the band was to crush stigma. Well, Je- Jessica, uh, t- before you go into how your life changed and what was that change, what kind of mask was that for the people that are listening to the audio version of this? What what, what kind of mask is that? I call it the mask of stigma, but it is uh, kind of like a sugar skull mask with, uh, it's real pretty. It's got black roses uh, on it. And uh, it has a bunch of little gears, uh, steampunk style gears all over its head. And, um, and I had to drill a hole through its mouth so I could breathe on stage. I learned that the hard way. It'd be nice. Well, okay. Something breathe. that I would probably see on a Mardi Gras float or, or like a festival of the dead or something like that, that kind of a, of a mask. It's not a very happy looking skull. It's, it's very dark. Very spooky. It's spooky. Do you think that represents you and how you came? Uh, it, I came through, uh, I guess, a, a big change. Well, for people that, that aren't watching the video version, you have a, a certain look about you. Uh, you know, people can't pinpoint it right away. I, I think that, that that's a good part of a persona uh, for a front person in a van. But, but you know, uh, 
yeah. consider, I'm sorry to interrupt, no we consider Salem from person. Uh, oh, regardless, okay. she, she really is the front person, even though like my name is in it. Uh, it's kind of like, and what's this? So Eddie Van Halen, uh, you know, he, David Lee Roth was the front and, you know, but he had Van Halen, Van Halen was the name of the band. So it's kind of like that. Salem is definitely our front person. Well, I appreciate the correction. I, I appreciate that so much. And so timely. Yes, Eddie Van Halen just passed away yesterday. You know, 65 years old. Cancer sucks. Uh, you know. Uh, Cancer sucks. No more. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm four square yeah, against four, it. That part, but a few. Quite yeah. a few. It's so, all right. But okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, stand corrected. Salem Priest would be the front person. The one that everybody's yeah. looking to. The center of attention, <laughs> uh, you know, how, when you're on stage, ah. how do you draw in that crowd? Do you work the crowd? Do you get out in there with your microphone? Is that you making those vocals that are, oh, 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 you know, really guttural voice <laughs> vocals? Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, it is me. I, I've been working on it for about two years now. I've actually taken a lot of notes um, off of Native American throat singing because it's the best way to get more of that deeper sound and a lot of projection out of it without hurting your throat. Um, so I have been basing it off of Native American throat singing, which I think is an incredible art form. Um, but yeah, I, what I really do, um, before shows is I kind of like hype myself up on the energy that my bandmates are giving me. And then during a show, I like to feed off of the energy of the crowd. I like to keep people engaged. You know, if, if the opportunity's there, I will start a mosh pit and more than likely I would be reckless enough to jump in it myself because I'm a very troublesome person. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I really enjoy, um, just feeling the crowd's momentum and being able to replicate that. And, um, you know, I just, I just love high energy shows. It's just a lot of fun for me. So, well, have you been able to interact with any of the native Americans that are there in town? Cause I, I know when I was living in Fort Lauderdale, I'd go to the hard rock and I, I DJed quite a few shows over at the hard rack rock cafe. I remember one uh, New Year's Eve, I must have been, I don't know, maybe 2004 or something like that. And I was really mm -hmm. just partying with the, with the, with the Indians, uh, with the Seminoles. Uh, they, man, those guys, those guys can party. At least this group that I was with for sure. But uh, <laughs> have you, have you been able to interact one-on-one uh, -on -one with them? Or is this something that you're learning on YouTube or something that you've learned in school at the University of North Partially. Florida? Partially um, learning it online through different tribes all across um, the Americas, but also um, one of my dad's best friends is actually the son of a chief um, down here for the Seminole tribe. So I've been able to speak with him um, and just try to get some more information about the tribe. And honestly, I want to I want to learn as much as I possibly can. You know, I think. Native Americans are extremely misrepresented um, in a lot of media, and there is a pretty good amount of them that are very misrepresented in the rock community. So I definitely want to shine more light on um, smaller minority groups, especially in the metal scene, because they have a lot of potential, a lot of talent, and they bring a lot of ethnicity and culture into it. And I think that's really important. Oh, no, that's fantastic. Wherever a creative person can get their inspiration, 
I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You know, the Sting, yeah. you know, had, had many albums that were, and Paul Simon, you know, went to the Africa and got these, you know, wherever these people can collaborate and, and find inspiration and find different sounds that, you know, don't get stuck in a box, you know, get out of the box. Yeah, for sure. You got to open the box. Absolutely. And, the band name right there. Thank Appreciate you. Yeah, and that is actually absolutely from what I'm getting. That is what I'm. Uh, you know, you're not limiting yourself to one type of music. Yes, you're primarily in the rock genre, very punk, very hardcore. You know, faces will be mm -hmm. melted off, but I suspect, and <laughs> you know, you've been around for a couple of years now. I'm guessing because uh, you talk about 2018 as kind of a a starting point in school. Yeah. Okay. And since then, uh, you know, have you has have you seen your your music uh, grow from its beginnings? Uh, were you are are you playing music better than you were back then? Are you uh, you know oh, jiving absolutely. better? Absolutely. I I think the evolution from back in 2018 till now has been extraordinary. Um, both on the music front, the lyric front, the stage presence front, like we've definitely evolved a lot as a band. Um, obviously with evolution, there did come a couple of changes, but our, who we have now in the band with myself, Jess, Tyler, and Chris, I think we have done some pretty incredible things, um, with our music. Um, one of the more significant things is that, uh, we are actually bringing back two songs from our original set list at Blue Ridge Rockville in 2018. And those songs are gone and broken. And we revised them to fit what we are now playing. And just listening to them back then, listening to them now, it just got like 10 times heavier. It got 10 times more powerful, like in your face, melt your face off kind of music. So it's it, there's definitely some things you guys should be looking out for coming up soon. Yeah, I haven't had the pleasure of listening to the the way it was back then, uh, was it more of a ballad, and how was that written? And Tyler, I haven't heard from from you too much. Are you are you a part of the writing process, or are you you know what is your function in the band uh, beyond uh, you know bass guitar? Do you make the bass face before he speaks? This is a typical out of the box moment. I have to pee, so you're going to get him. <laughs> I'll probably have to go shortly, but you know. I'll All right. Then. All right. So it's uh, the, right. the whole focus is on Tyler Blondie. Right. Go. Uh, I guess um, I wasn't really around back in 2018, at least not with this band. Uh, so I wasn't really there when we were writing uh, Gone and Brokey. Um, with the way we write songs now, I mean, we really just kind of bust them out. Uh, we meet up, we try to meet up at least twice a week, sometimes more, sometimes less, you know, stuff happens, but, uh, a lot of times what happen is, uh, is if I'll be working that day. And the reason why Chris isn't here is because Chris is working right now. So oh, sad news. Man, uh, but hey, we love him. And, uh, but usually I'm the one, like I'll be working and I'll come home and, uh, Jess and Chris are there and they've. A few days ago, was that was that yesterday? Was that yesterday? Yesterday, yeah, yeah yesterday. You guys wrote the new song. Yeah, I, I come home and it's like, oh, we have two new songs, and I'm like, cool, you know. And so uh, that's happened a few times. Uh, I've written a few songs with them. I uh, usually insert a few riffs here and there. That's kind of my specialty. 
I come up with something and I'm like, hey, why don't we just put that here? But um, I mean, we can we can put out songs like crazy, like crazy. Oh yeah, we we already. I think we've only been together as a band for maybe like two, three months. Like the four of us have been together, and we've already written and finished nine songs. Jess and I counted. That's fantastic. That, that that's very prolific. And how are you getting these songs laid down? Are you do you have a home studio, or are you getting together in another studio, or be because you're so far apart from each other, are you recording your own different pieces in different areas and getting them put together in a, in another area uh, altogether? Uh, how, how how are these songs getting put together? Well, kind of how it works. Um, most of the time, like we have two places we work out of directly here in Jacksonville. One is my place, and we have my little tiny studio called the Jess Cave. And then we practice mostly at Chris's house. Uh, also my house. Which is also his house. Yeah, they live together. Uh, it's not what I think. They're just good friends or what? Yes. They live together. Hey, man, $20. Two different $20. rooms. Two different exactly. rooms. Let's see what uh, a couple of tequilas does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's whenever any of us get together, we just start throwing things in. And I got to really hand it to Chris. Uh, Chris comes up with so many ideas. He has so much energy that, I mean, he's a drummer. I'll show up at his house. He'll be on the front porch. He'll have the guitar in him. And he's like, I want to play you something. And he'll play it. And I'll be like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I love it. And, you know, so he'll show it to me how to play it. And then I'll kind of make it my own. Then he puts drums on it. And then he takes over on bass. And it just all comes together. We record it. We send a terrible recording to Salem and Salem puts incredible words to a terrible recording. <laughs> but how does the song get finished? Who's mastering this? Do you have somebody uh, impartial? As I, I know bands, a lot of times if, you, if they get together, whoever is doing the mix down, that's the sound you're going to hear. If the bassist does the mix down, uh, a lot of times, what are you going to hear? Mo for, uh, you know, at, at the front of the song, the bass. You know, I, I've had that happen before, and I've talked to other sure. bands before. But uh, you know, who who's mixing this all down for you? I do most of the recording. Uh, we do have a producer we will be working with who will be doing mastering, uh, and that is uh, somebody Salem starts with a gentleman named true mm -hmm. and uh but he hasn't got his hands on the recordings yet the recording i sent you um is actually unmastered it's not even ready yet but i mean we we don't mind uh if you're putting a sample out there for sure and letting uh, your viewers and your listeners hear it so uh but it, it hasn't been mastered yet but that was all done uh recorded here at the Jess Cave. So, well, with the kind of music that you're making, you know, maybe the rawness will have a, a flavor on its own. But I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't send I haven't had the pleasure of listening to it yet. Uh, you just sent it to me today. But, uh, you know, you wouldn't send anything out that you wouldn't want to listen to yourself, I'm guessing. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't if, if I didn't like it. It isn't going out. As a matter of fact, I can be kind of a pain in the ass about that, as uh, some people could probably agree with. <laughs> well, good. It would reflect in your music. You know, some people think that perfectionism is, is a bad thing. It, it, it can be good. You know, you, you come out with something. Although perfectionism could be, 
you know, could, could delay your, uh, the, 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 the outcome of your music for, you know, indefinitely, you know, you, it's nothing yeah. is perfect. And we've already mentioned that in the beginning of this podcast, nothing is perfect. Uh, humans are not perfect. And, and yeah, but, oh. uh, the rawness that you've uh, sent to me and, and I'm sure I'll play it on my, my radio, what.com internet radio station. At least we'll, we'll be able to get it out there and I'll tweet it out and you'll have something to tweet and retweet and, and show uh, that people are listening to Pandora and her box. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm okay. And I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in the beginnings of, of all of you, the three of you. And I, I want the person also who knows Chris the best to talk about him as well and give a little overview of how him and his drums came about. So who was in the, first part of the band was it originally jessica and salem back in 2018 and were there any other members in that in the band back then there were members back then um uh, it, it started off with me and salem we were the very first two um and then we had uh you know, three other members actually at that point mm -hmm. we brought in um you know, we're not going to bring up names of anybody <laughs> uh, but one of one of them actually passed away uh, oh. right after our concert in Virginia. And, uh, you know, and that kind of threw the band into a spiral and it reformed again and then fell apart again. And then finally I threw up my hat and said, Salem, come back, come back, please come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she begged me. <laughs> she begged me on a very long time. It was long, on my long. hands and knees begging. So. Well, I can appreciate that, you know, once a, a member passes from the band, it's hard to recover uh, from that. I mean, there's yeah. been plenty of, of uh, super groups that have lost members and then have have such trouble recovering. Uh, I can like, I can imagine, I can't imagine that Van Halen is ever going to perform again. You know, the, you know, just, Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but by the same token, queen is performing, uh, you know, constant, uh, constantly. And they've, they've had yeah. several front men after the great Freddie, Freddie Mercury passed away. But my goodness, you know, it, 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 it can come back, but it's hard to come back. And I'm glad that you did. Oh, yeah. You found a way to, to, uh, keep the, keep the dream alive, I guess. Are there any of the songs well, that well, go ahead. When, when I die, um, yeah, say it like I'm going to be the next <laughs> if they don't kill me. When I go, I mean, I want them to keep going. So now it's on record. Okay, I'll remember that, Jess. I was going to honor you and just like call it quits, but uh, now I got to find a replacement. Oh, my goodness. Maybe, uh, maybe in, uh, <laughs> what is it, in the Philippines? Like they found, uh, I know that Steve Perry didn't die, but he lost his vocal cords. But then they found Arnel, Arnel Pineda over in uh, in the yeah. Philippines, and, and he uh, sounds spot on uh, like steve perry and well you know what a wild ride that that had to be and uh, wasn't there oh there there's a hard rock band that the uh, was it judas priest no uh, that were they were the he the lead singer just gave up i think rockstar the one with marky mark uh he was it, it, his story that story in there where he where the lead singer just gave gave up the, uh being a lead singer and Marky Mark jumped up in there. Wasn't that based on a true story? You remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's based on Priest. It, it is like Judas a, Priest, right? And yeah. I know Salem Priest. Yeah. You said your name came from there. Well, did didn't he? Yep. Didn't he completely step down? And then a fan kind of jumped in. 
Well, tell, do you know yep. that story? I kind of know it. Um, I know that he did step down. A fan came up and they sounded almost identical. And so they're like, you know, we have to. Um, so let it be on record. If there's a fan out there who sounds identical <laughs> to me, if my uh, voice ever gives out, then uh, I will be happy to bring you on as my apprentice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think this podcast took a weird turn, man. All, all, all the members are stepping down and, and wanting to. <laughs> wanting replacements <laughs> Tyler are, are you leaving are you yeah no you're staying put right oh yeah this is awesome it's a long walk back to Texas yeah you better yeah. believe it man okay I know we kind of alluded to that uh, you said that you called were you actually going to school there or did you, the, the, you said Jessica called you Tyler in Texas and then you just drove over to be a part of the band uh, well, oh, it's just the bridge story uh <laughs> At the time, I mean, growing up in, in Houston, uh, I was part of the local Houston scene, and um, I was in a lot of metal bands. I played guitar is actually my main instrument. It hasn't been since I've been in Pawbox, but I also played bass. I played bass in my first few bands because there were so many guitarists. Um, but I knew that uh, I knew somebody who was affiliated with Pawbox, and uh, we played in a bunch of bands back in Houston because he was from Jacksonville. And the day of graduation and in Texas, just moved back to Jacksonville. And he told me that there was a bass spot open for this band in, in Jacksonville. Um, stuff wasn't going too hot for me in, in Houston. Um, I was working as a manager in IHOP and COVID hit, kind of shut it down. And uh, I had always just wanted to make a career out of music. And I wasn't working. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to work at IHOP forever anyways. And um I guess that's all it, like that's all it took. It was like, hey man, I want you to be in this band. You know, would you be willing to come over to Jacksonville for it? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, more or less this happened. And I that was what back in May or was it April? Something like that. Something yeah, it was earlier this year. So been with the band. It for, was around the same time that I was brought back. Yeah, I think it was like maybe a month or two early. So then that would have been like March or February of this maybe. year. Yeah, of yeah. this year. That's well, right. that's fantastic. Yeah. It, it was shortly after we signed up with uh, with four three four man. I was there the day that happened. That was my first day. I walked in and y'all were signing the papers. Oh shoot! That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. you you mentioned the fine people at IHOP. Uh, you know, great food at a fine price. Uh, so thank you to the people at IHOP for giving you a job, uh, some kind of a steady income. You know, the, you know, people that have the, the Joe jobs, the day jobs, I have a steady job. I call it my insurance job and it keeps me uh, going. So, so I have the, the wherewithal and the, the ability to do the jobs that I really enjoy, the DJ jobs on the weekend, the, the podcasting, the talking to Pandora and her box. And you, you mentioned 434 management. I had the pleasure of talking to Derek Pichon on the podcast. He's a fantastic Great. dude and, and hardworking for his people. Uh, I appreciate that, you know, following him around and I mean, he's always putting, putting the people out there. What is four, three, four management done for you? Oh, well, uh, one, it gave us, you know, signing up with them. Uh, it gave us a new energy. It gave us a new determination and a new draw. And it's something that we desperately needed at that time. And uh, that alone has taken us from one point to another just because of that. Uh, but because we brought in Salem and we had to 
kind of rewrite all of our music. Um, it's actually, it slowed things up for us uh, quite a bit. And we're just starting to uh, get ready to put everything out there. And uh, so we're going to be seeing what 434's got in store for us. And we're very excited about it. And working with uh, Derek and Paul, it's going to be great work. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to figure, you know, let the people know. I'm trying to pick your brains and on uh, the difference between having a manager and having no manager, no management. Uh, before that, you had to be your own agents, I guess, your own people that, yeah. that got your gigs. So in 2018, when it was uh, uh, since you, Salem, you could speak to this and Jessica, you could speak to this in 2018 when you're first putting the band together. You know, were you uh, playing in your garage and, and how long did it take? Uh, for you to, to to feel that you can get on on stage, and what kind of performances were you doing back then in well, the early in the early days of Pandora and her box? It was eight and a half months into Pandora and her box when we played our very first show, which was with some great bands in Virginia. We played with mm-hmm. Lamb of God, Fuel. Oh God, who else did we play with? There was so many. A Light Divided, Dare Defy, GFM. Um, I I think Defy the Tyrant was there, if I remember yes, correctly. Defy the Tyrant was there. It was cold there. Um, oh, the Crowned. There was, there was a whole bunch of great bands that played. Um, White Chapel was there. Um, yeah, that was, that was our first official show. It took us about eight and a half months. And, um, it was, we were, we were initially practicing out of the Jess cave. Um, we weren't recording anything at that time. And back then it was more melodic than it was rock. Um, so it wasn't as like eye catching as some of the other bands we were up against, but now now we are seriously holding our own with what we have. That's fantastic. Did you mention that Fuel was part of the, the lineup there? Yes. Uh, I was able to play with Fuel, or, or, or I worked with Fuel back in, uh, I guess it was the mid-2000s, 2005 or something like that at Homestead Miami Speedway. They had a, um, a little concert during the, uh, during the race, uh, I guess the, between races there. And I remember <laughs> I was working for Exito 105.5. My name's Daniel Keys Dan from the Florida Keys, uh, but uh, they had a, a version of Daniel, and uh, they dedicated it to me that performance. I like fuel, so I mean, you know, working with all these cool right. bands—that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, how did you get on that stage? I was, and that was something that you put together yourself, all the way in Virginia uh, I, from Jacksonville. I could be pretty persistent when I set my mind to something. <laughs> I was not going to not play that show well how did you get that gig did you have to write in did you have to petition to be a part of it uh, i know that people pay to play sometimes you know it it it, it can be good for a band uh, sometimes they'll uh, oh uh, two thousand dollars and you can open up for ozzy osbourne you know or you know something like that mm-hmm. because i mean it is a you know for an unknown band especially who has <clears throat> no recordings at all uh yeah yeah we had to pay for that and we had to pay for it again the year after which was the show with godsmack uh but that one we had main stage which was really cool excellent but uh, how we got that show was actually uh there's this great uh kid his name's bert and out of nowhere on facebook he sends me a message saying hey would you like to play blu-ray drop festival and i was like 
one, I, I don't know who this kid is. And two, what's Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge Rock Festival? I didn't even know about that. And uh, yeah, he gave me information on who to talk to and everything. Uh, this kid, he was, he was fantastic. He runs an organization called uh, Rock with Autism. Uh, he is an autistic kid, and he's absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, I'll be talking to him after this interview. I'll be FaceTime. So we've become very good friends. A great kid, but he's the one who actually connected us with Blue Ray. Oh, my goodness. Good times for a good cause. Well, all right. I want to... I want Salem to talk because she has exposed the guns, and that way, when you start talking, your picture <laughs> will come up uh, on the on the uh, on the screen. And uh, yeah, Hello. that's some impressive ink you got there. Uh, tell me about Dang. that. Yeah, so um, here in South Florida, I go to a very specific tattoo shop known as Bad Fellow Tattoo. Um, they're based here in Fort Lauderdale, and um, I know the artists really well. They're really good friends of mine. Um, these pieces that I have right here are, um, actually based off of an anime that I'm in love with. I'm a huge, huge anime nerd. Um, which anime is for all of you. Yeah, this is, um, actually the main character, Kaneki Ken from an anime called Tokyo Ghoul. And this says unravel. It's a spider lily and unravel was, um, the first theme song of the first season of the anime. And it's absolutely one of my favorite songs to listen to one of my favorite songs to play and sing to. Um, I love listening to it in the original Japanese and in English. It's, 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 it's such a great song. Um, so I got it inked on me. These two pieces were done by a different artist known as Taylor made. Um, it's a Raven skull and on the back it's um, a rose. And then I have another piece um, also by this artist. His name is Xavier. Um, it's Haku the dragon from Spirited Away. And then I have another piece, which is on my thigh. And that's by Leif Olsen, who is based in North Carolina. And it's a um, it's like a massive skeleton resting in flowers. It sounds like you have a story to tell all over your body. I've always wanted to have a yin oh, yeah. yang in the middle of my back <laughs> since I was 17 years old. You know how much ink I have? 0.0. 0. I have two chicken Come to do it. Lauderdale, I'll change that for you. Oh my goodness! Yeah, put Taylor Made on the on the walking tour. <laughs> and I cannot show you my body modification. Uh oh! Tell uh, tell me more. Tell oh. me everything, Jessica, about what you have done to modify your body. I okay, and I know uh, the, the the fans, the, the listeners are got. I want the same reason I had to open a box, and the same reason why I. Still peace standing. And okay. we're just going to leave it at that. No. And, and I know the people are going to be interested uh, in delving into, you know, <laughs> your life story, the, 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 the changes that you've made in your life. I, uh, you know, as much as you want to, to divulge about that, uh, definitely. But before that, Tyler, you got any ink? Not yet. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> How old a man are you, Tyler? You I'll, seem like a young man. Do except for him. Uh, <laughs> I am Leo. I'm 23. 23. I mean, it, I mean, you seem like a good boy. He's the boy next door. Uh, but all right, you've already alluded to it, Tyler. You play guitar, and then you. Uh, I've I've heard of a lot of bass players that used to be guitar players that have settled for the bass. Do you feel like you've settled for the bass, or do you feel like you've really embraced it? Because there's lots of bass players out there that have become you know, icons. I mean, you know, flea comes to mind for sure. And sting for sure. You know, the, the bass players that, that 
you know, just come to my head right now. But who do you look up to as a bass player? Do you feel like you've settled for it or, or have you embraced it? Uh, that's a good question because a lot of bassists I know, actually, I think every bassist I know in person started off as a guitarist, but became a bassist. The reason why I became one was because I remember back in high school, we were trying to start a few bands and we straight up just set a flyer up in the, like the, I guess the cafeteria asking like, Hey, you need band members. We, we got about 50 calls for guitarists, maybe one call for a bassist and no drummer, no vocalist. Uh, and it kind of hit me right there. It's like everyone plays guitar, including me. I mean, I couldn't be mad at anyone because I was, I was also a guitarist. So, um, and then there was also this uh, girl at my school. She was like an indie pop musician. She uh, she asked me, "Hey, uh, you play bass, right?" I was like, "Yeah, totally." And so I just went to the <laughs> the guitar shop, and bass, and that's that's kind of how that started. That was my junior high school. Um, but when you're talking about influences, I think uh, I know Les Claypool of Primus was somebody that I looked up to because a lot of bass in music you can't hear the bass at all. You can't like. You know, a lot of bassists don't really do a whole lot of stuff that's too interesting. That's not all bassists, but a lot of them, they kind of just play what the guitar plays. And as a bassist, that's not my job. I have a lot more to do than just that. And I always like the idea of maybe if I'm just too crazy on the bass, you can't help but hear me. You know what I mean? Like, as I, I want you to hear me for every single note, and I will make myself be heard for every single note. So uh, what you're telling me is I should stop turning your volume back. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the the bass is important. Tell that to uh, Sly and the Family Stone for sure. Uh, you listen to their music; exactly. they're they're bass driven. Back in the seventies, I mean, you, if you didn't have a bottom, you had no song. You had the drummer that set that beat, boom, 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 and then you had that bass that set that rhythm. And the guitarist was there to uh, to 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 add flavor, to add uh, you know, just to uh, to to really sell the song and a vocalist you know just told a story for sure you know but uh, you had to start with that backbeat uh, you know i hope you you know that 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 the, one of the best uh, acts that i ever saw was at an open mic in tobacco road in miami and it was the a couple of mexican guys and they were there was uh, one guy playing on a on a bucket and another guy playing a bass and they had me mesmerized for about 15 minutes. And this is going on 20 years ago. They were so good. And I just, I still talk about them because I remember seeing them at this open mic. And I guess that they, they were trying to, to call out more members. They, they were trying to start a band, but all they had was a drummer and a bass. So they were trying to find some new members. And that's how they, they were, uh, you know, getting, getting the word out. So yeah, uh, a good bottom, you know, and do you, do you pluck or do you strum? Not being a, a musician of, of any kind, really, I mean, do you pluck or do you strum on your bass? Uh, well, it's interesting because when I played guitar, I played with nope. my fingers. Nope. Because when I used to play with the, when I played with the pit growing up, I would always lose it. I would drop it in the couch and <laughs> I just didn't have it. So instead of going out and like waiting every week to go get a pick, I just started playing guitar with my fingers. And so it was really easy to transition to the bass because of that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't play with the pick when I play with the bass. What's like with, when I play the bass, sometimes I'll play like I'm like playing with a pick kind of like I'll do a picking motion. 
Um, but I am getting a lot better with using, you know, all of my apps. Um, but I, 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 there's still a lot to learn when it comes to me being what you're saying earlier. Uh, have I settled with the base? Um, I mean, I'm not like I, I, for now, I definitely have, I'm not going to do that. Come says like, you know, I want to play this instrument. I want to play that instrument. I like, but the thing is being a bassist is really fun. I think that's kind of a lost art because like what you, you're, what you said earlier is right about that bottom end. I mean, that's my job. And I have a lot of fun supplying that. I still do play guitar. Um, but I mean, they're two different worlds. They're not the same thing at all. And I think a lot of people need to kind of view them as two different things. I think a bassist and a guitarist would understand that. That's like, that's something I discovered because I thought it'd be really easy to transition over to bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a minimal way it is, but if you want to be like a, I guess if you want to be a real bassist, not a real bassist, but if you really <laughs> just want to learn how to be a bassist, there's a lot more that goes into it. And I'm still learning a lot every single time I practice. There's, there's stuff I, I learn every single day. And uh, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, when you started playing bass, did you uh, start on the electric bass or did you sure. did you have an upright? Have you ever played an upright bass kind of like uh, Sting has in some of his videos? Have you done that? Oh, no, I've never done that. Maybe one day, but uh, I do have a fretless bass. And that fretless bass, I think that's the one that appears on uh, our recording for Our Father. Is that true? I know I play it live that way. I think so. Yeah. I believe you were using the fretless on Our Father. Okay. Because I have a few bases and one of them is a fretless. And uh, what's the difference? The thing I, what's that? What's the difference between a fret base and a fretless base? I know the I know what a fret is, but what is it easier to get up and down the neck with a fret or without a fret? When, I, when I know what a fret a, is. Mm-hmm. You can almost hear the note change when you hit the fret. Mm-hmm. You hear that do 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 do. On a fretless bass, uh, there's no boundaries. Like it's like what that fret does, it kind of just holds the note in place. And so a fretless bass, when you slide up, it's just like it. There's nothing to hold. So well, a fretless bass is actually kind of tricky because you have to have your finger in the like the most precise spot, or else it'll be slightly off key. Yeah. The guitar, put your finger anywhere in the fret, and it's going to be the same note. The bass, you can't do that. So you have to hit it. You have to, if you want to be a fretless bassist, and I'm not good at it, you have to hit, you have to have your finger land on the exact same spot every single time. And when you're playing fast and you're sliding up here, sliding back down here, it's, it's real tricky, or else it'll sound out of key if you don't do it right. Well, this is um, what I've gotten from like trombone, trombone players. Like, yeah. yeah, you have to have like a pretty good sense of like perfect pitch and able to do instruments like that. Okay, for those that, that haven't noticed and haven't been watching the, the video, uh, Salem Priest has made a slight change in her location. Now, because, uh, <laughs> Jessica, and, because Jessica and Tyler were talking, uh, that your picture wasn't on there. But now you're in another location. What made you move to that location? My phone's just dying. I needed to get to my charger. <laughs> ah, I have to get to the charger. I have to go. <laughs> get to the jumper. Oh, my goodness. I was waiting for the Schwarzenegger. He's perfect. He's perfect oh, for that. I do a horrible Schwarzenegger impression, but I love Schwarzenegger nonetheless. Everybody does a Schwarzenegger. <laughs> get to the jumper. <laughs> get to the jumper. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. All yeah. right. All right. Well, let's, I, I, I mean, I, oh, and speaking of, you were talking about you, you lose uh, guitar picks, uh, Tyler. I noticed on your, on the website for Pandora and her box, you got guitar picks uh, for sale. 
tell, tell me about how did that happen? I'm stealing them. I won't be needing them. But they're for you guys. Well, yeah. Tell me about how the guitar picks uh, became a part of your your merch. Oh, they're all the lost ones that we found. All the lost ones that Tyler lost, we found them and put them up for sale. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you glitched them up. You you glammed them up a little bit. To, you know, what are they made of? Um, I they're they're actually just guitar picks we ordered from a company that put our logo on them and and you know we don't really sell them we kind of just give them away <laughs> and so at our shows like if you buy anything you're getting a free guitar pick uh, that's you know you buy a shot glass you're getting a guitar mm-hmm. pick dropped right in it we well, can't serve the liquor what a so? bonus what a bonus all right well jessica all right tell your story tell, uh, tell, divulge what you want to divulge of how you came to be jessica you said you weren't always jessica yeah, that's correct uh, i am transgender huh? uh, you can probably tell from the voice for all of your uh, audio people listening uh, i it's not something i tried to disguise or anything huh? uh but I am transgender. Uh, it took me 40 years to make the decision to actually come out out of fear uh, of repercussion from, you know, anywhere from friends to family. And uh, it was a very scary thing for me to do. And, but I just, it's something I've known all my life. And when I decided to come out, fortunately, I got an incredible family. I got great friends and uh, I got, a great cat. That's, a great cat. Yeah. Yeah. You want to pick it up and tell them? Yeah. Milo doesn't want that. Yeah, Milo doesn't want to be picked up. Mm-hmm. And it's not for Milo from the movie. It's named after Milo Ackerman of the Descendants. Okay. Uh, punk rock band. But, um, and it's not Lemmy. I'll, I'll still say that it's Lemmy. <laughs> it's not. She named it Lemmy. Anyway. So. Uh, yeah, I'm transgender. Uh, I actually only started transitioning about three years ago. Okay. So, and it's a long process. It's a pretty much a lifelong process. Uh, but there's a lot of stigma I had to face, and it's stigma I didn't realize was out there until I started transitioning and how bad it hurts. And it's one of the reasons uh, I put in such a fight against stigma, and I try to help people fight through it. Uh, and, you know, the same goes with mental health. There's a stigma behind it. Mm-hmm. There's people who don't go and seek help for things that, you know, are causing them pain in their life because they're afraid of the repercussions of it or what somebody is going to think about it. And uh, that's one of the big battles that I decided to take on is to beat stigma. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm transgender, uh, male to female. And uh, it's not something I'm not pol- very political. Uh, I don't talk politics. I don't talk religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a religious person, but I don't talk it. I am political, but I don't talk it. But it's uh, one of those things. My mission is to help people be open with who they are and not have to live in fear of who they are. Well, going through it for three years, it's been a, a long process for you. Have you had uh, a lot of help, a lot of uh, professional help, a lot of uh, family help, a lot of friends help. Uh, who has helped you along the way? And do you plan to go all the way and be and transition completely to female? Well, I I actually got married this year to my wonderful wife. Yay, Mazel Tov! Thank you. And uh, and so 
yet the full transformation, well, other than being overly expensive, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be making that move, but uh, yes, I am on uh, HRT's hormones. Uh, it has drastically changed uh, my weight distribution in my body. Uh, it's definitely starting to affect my face a lot, and it's definitely changed the top quite a bit. <laughs> Much more than I expected it to, actually, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't plan on making the full change. Uh, not that it's not something I don't want. I want to do it. It's just I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. But that's my personal decision to make that. So, I mean, there's some people in my community that actually say, well, you're not a full transgender if you don't. And to me, it's not even like that. It's... I know how my brain operates. I know how I feel. I know who I am. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like I said, that's a stigma on its own. So no, you go where yeah. you, where you're comfortable, Jessica, uh, Pandora, you go where you're comfortable it, 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 and you go, you go as far as you want it, or, or don't or, or, or reverse or go back or go forward or be fluid. But, uh, no, I, I'm kind of interested. I, I'm not in that world, so I want to learn about that world. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners are not in that world, and they'd like to learn. And, well, you know, I have been feeling a little bit different, a little bit down about myself. Well, what can I do? Make a change. It's a tricky little world. Uh, You know, the biggest stigmas on, uh, you know, transgenders is things like, you know, a lot of people think it's like a fetish or something like that. And it's it's not. It's like you're born male. or you're born female and like your brain isn't yeah. and mm-hmm. it's really just not who you are. It's not that, you know, like you have cross dressers who do it as a fetish and it's not like that. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, I mean, somebody's a cross dresser or a cross dresser. It's, it doesn't really matter. People are going to be who they are. Yeah. Uh, but being transgender, a lot of people think it's a more of a fetish and it's not. Um, it's really just who I am. And, uh, and I fight for that. I fight to end the stigmas on it, but I'm also not terribly in anybody's face about it. Yeah. I don't think. No, I mean, it's just, it's your persona. It's definitely uh, in your look, you know, the, the look that you've cultivated, you know, it's, it's a part of you. It's a part of the band. It's a a part of your, your creativeness. How has it affected the the way that you write songs Uh, between then before and now? Do you feel different? Do you have a, a different, a vein of creativity now that you're, you've uh, gone through this process or going through it? Very, very much. Yeah. Uh, I find that I'm a lot more creative, uh, um, more expression. So, you know, I, I don't hold back like I used to hold back. And, uh, you know, so it's definitely affected that, uh, you know, just like it affects every part of my life, actually. Uh, you know, I have a, well, I had a really great career until COVID hit, mm. and you know I don't have uh, that anymore after being laid off. Well, trying to find a job uh, when you're transgender is not an easy task, especially when you have so many people who are cisgendered that are acceptable for jobs. Uh, and I mean, I went from driving professional sport teams to where I can't even get a job at a local supermarket or gas station. Well, that's and, pretty weird, uh, uh, you know, in my humble opinion. That's, that's kind of weird. It didn't. It didn't change. Uh, you know uh, that the abilities that you have. It just. It, it made you a better person because now you're more comfortable in your own skin. 
That's cool. I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, I dress like crazy or anything, and uh, well, the hair's pink now. But usually, it's <laughs> hey, if normal. I can get away with it, I would. I got my my normal yeah. brown hair. I think back in in '87, I wanted to be Kiefer Sutherland from the Lost Boys, so I made my hair blonde. <laughs> I love Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I wore a trench coat and had blonde hair, blonde spiky hair for for the the whole year of 1987. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that's a whole nother story. I mean, you feel good in your skin. I'm sure uh, Salem Priest, you feel good in in your tattoos. They they help you express <laughs> yourself. Hell yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you know, when you pulled the the sleeves up and and I see the guns, I was like. Oh, there's a whole story there. there yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. low key brag, <laughs> low key brag. She's she she flexed. I almost got knocked off the uh, knocked off the Skype. Oh no. <laughs> so, uh, all right. On with this. Yeah. Oh man, and I I know I've I've taken some of your time. Or we're learning a little bit about Pandora and her box. I feel bad that Chris is not in the room. Chris had to work his Joe job. I call it my, I, I call my day job, my insurance job. That's my insurance job. You know, yeah. the, the, the night job. With us in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Should we call him? Uh, oh. oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, if I, if I can call him on the, I can call him on my phone and, um, and actually pipe him in on the, uh, on the mixer. So uh, yeah. Um, oh, if somebody will text me his number, I will, yeah, uh, just shoot, I won't call him. shoot Chris a text and see if he can take a phone call. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to have his voice on on the the podcast for a little bit. But while we're waiting on that, I, I haven't heard from from Salem in a little bit. Uh, tell me some interesting stories about you, front girl. Oh goodness. Um. So when I started this band in 2018, I was also coming out of the box um, myself, and um, you know, I oh, excuse me. There I am. So I actually started by um, coming out as non-binary, which is under the transgender tree. Um, what is so that? I, what is that? So, so transgender um, and cisgender. Cisgender is that you are born to the gender that you are assigned at birth. Transgender is you were born under the wrong gender. Non-binary means um, that the way that my brain works is that I don't necessarily relate to either gender. Um, I'm not entirely feminine nor masculine. I'm not entirely male nor female. Um, so that is what non-binary is um, to me. And now, because it's such a broad term, just as transgenderism is, um, and gender itself is pretty broad, um, yeah. non-binaryism can mean different things to different people. Um, but yeah, I was, I was coming out with that myself. Um, back at that time, I was in a really dark place. Um, mentally I suffer from, um, depression and, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So I was, uh, going to a therapist at the time. And one of my biggest ways for me to communicate my feelings was actually through music and through lyric writing. And so whenever I found myself in a really dark place over whatever reason, I would usually go to um, the music that the rest of the band had given me prior and I would write lyrics to it. And I still kind of use that. That's still the way that I process it. I'm currently going through a period of processing grief right now. And um, during this period, I was able to, you know, uh, do another two songs. And, you know, it's it's the emotions that kind of carry me through the songwriting process. 
What's so amazing that you can put your feelings to words and music. That's something that a creative person, a, a musician can do. I'm so jealous of that. I am so jealous. <laughs> that, you know, I have these feelings in my in my mind, in my body, and I, I guess I can put them out in, in, in word form. Uh, you know, I've been talking mm-hmm. into microphones at least since 86 professionally. 1986, you know, way back in the 1900s, you know, before you were born, probably. No, uh, or most definitely of you. was before I was born. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot be. I, I can't believe it. I think my mom was still in high school in '86. Hey, class so. of '86 rules, baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no it, it, but I, um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm interested. I, I'm not on that uh, in that world. You know, I, I'm I'm from um, South Florida, the Florida Keys. I've dealt with. All yeah. kinds of different kinds of people. Key West is one of the, my favorite places to be. Uh, the, but, and I know that, that I've met people from all walks of life, but I haven't been in that world. You know, so you're saying, man, I didn't even know cisgender. So you're teaching me new vocabulary words. Cisgender. Yeah. I, I was born a man. I, so, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to die so a man. So you're born I feel, a man and identify as a man. I feel yeah. good as a man. Yeah. But you were born, yeah. uh, you know, I guess you were born. Well, were you born as a woman or do you feel like you were born as something fluid, something different? I was born as something more fluid. Um, You know, I'm again, I'm not entirely male, not entirely female. um, So that's why I choose non-binaryism. And it was definitely the best way for me to communicate um, my gender expression um, and, and the great thing about non-binaryism is that it's it, non-binary does not mean androgyny. It doesn't mean that I dress androgynous. It doesn't mean that I present myself androgynous. There's some days where I can present myself more masculine, like there's some days that I can present myself more feminine, like, but I'm not entirely one or the other. You know, it's, it's definitely very fluid between the two. Terribly interesting. Terribly interesting. <laughs> you know, and, and Tyler <laughs> back there, I mean, I, I noticed when you, when they started talking about this, you kind of sat back in your chair. Uh, you know, where do you find yourself on the spectrum? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to use the wrong pronouns. What are your pronouns, Tyler? Blondie? Uh, there's something interesting there. Um, I mean, I'm just in it for the ride. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay. Anyway, um, getting on, he's what is called a cisgender. He's is biological gender. And other misconception a lot of people have about transgenders. Uh-huh. Uh, they think we don't understand what biological gender is. We know what that is more than yes. they even realize. And uh, it's when you're at odds with that. Yeah, that's just silly. Have a conversation with somebody, you know, learn more about what they're, what they're thinking. You know, I, I knew right. that I was going to, that that was going to be a part of it because I've, I've seen you. I've talked to you briefly when we were setting up this podcast a few months ago and, and I was like, man, this is going to be an interesting conversation. There's going to be a lot more than talking about music. That's cool. That's a whole, I mean, Hey, we started out with Wiccanism. That was pretty cool too, man. I, hey, there's, there's parts of that that I'm interested in. I, I'm, I'm interested in talking to, uh, to people about various things, uh, but yeah, if you want to text me, Chris's number, I will call him straight away and put him uh, right up on the board. No big deal. And and then we'll talk he to said, a drummer. He says, nah, I'm about to lay down. I don't feel good. Ah! That's, that's a picture of him. <laughs> that's, right? our that's our drummer. That's we got a picture of him. him. <laughs> we love him. We love him to death. There's one right there. That was uh, at our, that was like yesterday, I think. That was a practice from yesterday right there. That's in our house. Yeah, so you're still uh, practicing, man. I mean, what, what, 
what were the gigs you were getting before COVID? And have you been getting any gigs uh, throughout the, the COVID times as we're oh, recording you, this? We do have one coming up. Um, we do have one coming up in Jonesboro, Georgia on November 14th. It's going to be the Cogs of War Georgia Chapters show. Um, it's going to be at Furnace 41. And um, we're going to be playing with some really great bands. I know that um, our good friends at, the De- at Defy the Tyrants are going to be there. Um, Actus Rectus, um, Craigslist Punks. And, um, oh gosh, there was one more that I can't remember. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Oh, uh, perfect. So, um, so yeah, of- we, have, we have that set coming up. And I believe we're doing... There we go. And then um, I believe we're doing... 45 minutes for that set so we're actually going to be bringing in songs that um we have done before and then some brand new songs that nobody has ever heard of um so it's going to be a really really great show we're really excited for it (laughs) well these kids and their technology they they have shared the screen and as soon as they start talking it will show up on the video as well i see it actus redis actus redis uh, Defy the Tyrant, who's a great band out of Tallahassee. We love those guys. Uh, Dead Reckoning. We've actually played uh, Blue Ridge with Dead Reckoning, if I remember correctly. Uh, then you got us, Pandora in a Box. And then Craigslist Punks. See, so that was, it's, that's it's, pretty cool. Now you, you've taught me this technology. Uh, Skype, I guess you can replace your, your background, and it gives you a quasi-green screen. I know I've used that when I'm streaming video games. Hashtag Keys Dan Gaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I'm streaming video games, sometimes I'll take my background away. But now I have this uh this background. Look at you <laughs> replacing your background with your with your logo. She was doing it all day earlier with I've me. Been, she was like, "Which one should I use?" <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, see, yeah, you you kids, uh, you, you know, you said you you took forty years. That's still a kid to me. I'm fifty one. You kids. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like actually a kid. Oh, I'm, I'm, the rest I'm, of you. I'm over 40. So. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I never tell, I ask a lady her age, you know, always remember a woman's birthday, but forget her age. I, I, I'm old. There you go. <laughs> that'll keep you married forever and ever. <laughs> so <laughs> happy wife, happy life. You better believe it. Oh, well, okay. Uh, um, I know that, that you're married, uh, Jessica. Are you married, Mr. Tyler? Not yet. Ah, not nah, yeah. We'll see. Is there is there a, a special someone, or are you cur- cur- currently footloose and fancy free? You know, it's it's Texas and Florida are two different worlds. So, uh. <laughs> all right. I don't know if he's slow groans. All right. I mean, hey, a lot of guys get into guitar to impress the ladies. You know, uh, is that why you is that why you started it? That's why. Uh, I don't remember why I started playing. I know my grandpa was a guy who showed me how to play guitar. Uh, he was a former, he made a career out of the military. He was in the army. Yeah. He was like a drill instructor in the army for a very long time. And uh, my whole life, he was a guitarist. And I didn't know that he didn't start playing guitar until his fifties. He's like, he was kind of old my whole life, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I thought he just played for us, you know, forever. Uh, and I just thought it was a, coolest thing for him to come over or he, he lived in Oklahoma I lived in Houston yeah. it was the coolest thing when he'd come down with the guitar and he could play any you know Beatles song or CCR and I was like I want to do that uh, but I did pick up the bass for a 
two ladies because there was that one girl back in high school who uh, asked me to join her join her band. Yeah, there was. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, was that the one that you're always text messaging? Uh, yeah, that might it might be. I don't know. All right, all right. <laughs> Any special someone in, in your life, Salem Priest? Actually, yes. I have a boyfriend that I've been with for um, a little over a year now. And um, I'm actually sitting in his apartment doing this interview <laughs> while he's outside. I've been telling him to like keep quiet this whole time. <laughs> um, but he and I have been together for a little over a year now. Um, he goes to school down here in South Florida. Uh, we met on a dating app. Um so, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun together. What's he think about having a rock star and, girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I I don't really do. He's not like super into like screamo, um, <laughs> but he still supports me, which is like really nice. But I don't like force him to listen to me because he's he's more into like Elton John and um, oh god, Pink Floyd. Like he's like really into Pink Floyd. Um, Floyd is and yeah. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> oh yeah, no. Floyd is awesome. I love the wall. The wall is amazing. He's more of a dark side of the moon kind of guy, though. Oh, okay, um, that's two different Floyds right there. Yeah, two very different Floyds. <laughs> no, I can but, see you um, screaming out something yeah. from the wall for sure. Yes, I would absolutely do "Brick in the Wall" part two. Oh, oh, but, just starting out but, with but the scream. What I want to hit too. Please. What I want to hit. First is I want to do some Dio first. That's on my wish list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Favorite Dio. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of in between either Holy Diver or um, Rainbow in the Dark. Yeah, a uh, lot of people have done Holy Diver. Rainbow in the Dark would be. Think of the Rainbow in the Dark's not really done that much, but I feel like I feel like we would probably do it pretty killer. My my dad was a with Dio growing up himself and my dad was the one who actually introduced me into a lot of the music that I perform and sing now um, my sister was the one who taught me how to sing but my dad is the one who kind of molded me into like a little rock star and so anytime I play a show he's usually like the first one like in the mosh pit starting the whole mosh pit which I think is very concerning giving his age well singing any- I yeah. convinced them to do a Fugazi cover I that's not true at all. Really? Let's do a few guys cover. Salem, you in? I mean, uh, if I have to be. I mean, can, but can you <laughs> can you hold your own against Dio with the 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 holding the notes and the la? You know the the trill and the. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! So, uh, just like so, just like Freddie Mercury, I have a five range octave. What? Um, and yes. How do you clock that? <laughs> how, how was that clocked for you? so um again my sister started teaching me how to sing when i was about seven years old um the way she taught me how to sing was she kind of pushed me against the wall then she punched me in the stomach and she told me to sing it wasn't pleasant okay um, (laughs) that's an interesting teaching style yeah (laughs) it's how siblings work that's just how siblings work but um she actually did a lot she was in a band she was the lead singer and lead guitarist of her band known as Goddess of Chaos. And she wanted to be a rock star and she wanted to teach me how to sing so I could do like duets and stuff with her. And then she got away from rock music and started going into more musical theater. So she trained me to do musical theater. And with that, you have to hit a range of different notes. Now, my sister, who was also a phenomenal singer, like phenomenal Um, She was my biggest competition and I always wanted to be better than her. So I would always practice by myself um, 
and try to do songs that she was doing and try to mimic her and then ultimately make those songs a little better so I could just be better at her than something. Um, and ultimately it led me into learning how to control a five range octave, um, where I can hit my highest notes is like mezzo soprano notes, which are very high notes. <laughs> so, um, I've been training for probably like 13 years on how to sing and I've gotten professional lessons. Um, I did musical theater myself, so I'm able to hold a wide range for extended periods of time. So I do not feel threatened by Dio whatsoever. <laughs> okay. She's so what, what, ended, how did your, uh, what, what ended up uh, happening with your sister? Did she open up the punch you in the gut singing school? <laughs> no, no, no. My sister actually, she, she's an awesome person. When we were younger, we would like constantly fight and like fist fight and everything like that. But now like that she and I are adults, you know, she's, she's an amazing, amazing inspiration for me to look up to just just as a person i love my sister to death she's a wonderful human being um and she also streams video games just like you hey um, well is she on she, twitch i'm, I'm keys dan on twitch is. oh okay she is we'll, be, we'll become friends um, uh, so i'll find perfect. her on twitch and maybe we can do a fortnight and together she, um, oh my god she would love to do that she loves fortnite hey but, i've won um, i've won yeah, the battle she, a few times yay <laughs> okay <laughs> But she, um, she stopped doing music. Um, she did musical theater in her high school and she got a lot of awards for that, especially for her singing talent. Um, she was pretty renowned amongst, um, you know, her local high schools and everything like that for her talents and abilities. Um, she went to college. She kind of got a little too time consumed, but she still loves doing theater. I know that she's trying to look for, um, like little theater gigs that she can do up in Jacksonville while working. Um, but with COVID-19 and everything, it makes it really hard. Yeah. Um, but she's definitely because, because of the competitiveness between her and I, she was definitely one of my bigger inspirations growing up. Like I always wanted to be like my older sister. And to this day, I still regard her as the better singer amongst the two of us, but you know, even she'll, she'll say otherwise, my family and other people will say otherwise that I'm just like, now nah, my sister's still better than I am. Like, I can't take that away from her. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm glad you, you had some, some family uh, relationship that helped you along the way. Uh, I mean, what does she think about your, uh, where you've taken her lessons, her singing lessons? She thinks I've done some pretty incredible stuff. Um, she, she definitely has commended me for how far I am getting with the band and everything like that. And every time I show her new material, especially Screamo, because that's like really new for me and it's really new for everybody else in my family. My sister's like, how are you even doing that? Like that, that sounds like it hurts. And I'm like, actually, no, I feel fine when I do it. So, you know, she, she and I have definitely, um, bonded over our growing experience together and i i definitely know for a fact that she and my other and my family members are very proud of me for what i'm doing with the band so i i love their support it's non-stop and i love i love my family and how they're supporting me with this it is quite impressive now when you do this show uh pand uh pandora and her box uh jessica and tyler uh whenever when you do this show coming up in november are you going to do your 14 uh, original songs or is it covers or is it a combination of the, of the two of them? It's all, all original. original. All OG material. Now, I, I don't know if you all noticed that like, you know, 
Dan and Salem were laughing at some point is because this little dipshit here spit in my freaking water right before I would take a swig. Well, that, that's how you keep your, that's how you keep the water. I, you know, I had a sibling myself when I was growing up and whenever I, I, I would offer, Hey, can I get a sip of your uh, Pepsi Cola? Yeah, sure. And then he would somehow, he would sneeze into my Pepsi every single time. Oh, oh no, you can go ahead and keep that. And that's what he wanted the whole time. Ha <laughs> ha. I got, <laughs> I got a worse one. I got a worse one than that. My, my little brother, when I was like really little, I think he was maybe four years old. I guess I did something really mean to him. And so he came back with a chocolate milk and he's like, here, I gave you, I got you a chocolate milk just to make you feel better. I'm sorry for what I did. And I said, thank you. And I drank it. And then he kind of walked away snickering. My sister's like, what are you laughing at? My brother looked her dead in the eye and he's like, I peed in that chocolate milk. Oh my. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you one up to me. And no, he never peed he, in my he, soda. He was a little devious. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay. It's like yellow, the yellow ice in Dorn winter time. Yeah. yeah I've never tried snow in winter. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to go ahead and take a sip of, of my uh, iced tea and and uh, th- and contemplate on that. Uh, Tyler, any uh, any siblings, any sibling rivalry stories you got as we wind this thing down? Uh, I mean, I have a little sister. Uh, she's not like necessarily musical. Uh, she goes to Texas State University. She's actually about to graduate uh, in a few weeks. Uh, so I have to go see that, which I want to do because I can never finish college. I was uh, I went to uh, I went to a university called Sam Houston State in Huntsville, Texas. Technically, that's where I was living before I came here. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like within the Houston area. So I just say Houston. Um, but I was only there for three semesters. You know, it didn't really work out for me. And uh, I'm actually really happy to be here, even though I'm soaking wet on <laughs> Jess's couch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what hey, well, I've heard that Jessica Pandora will get you soaking wet. That is true. Oh, yes, she will. Oh, yes, she will. <laughs> so if you go and see a Pandora and her box show, you will leave soaking wet. That is true. You'll be leaving wet. You'll be leaving happy. You will be complete. I, I suspect that. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> I want to see all that on a poster coming up on several posters as as part of your advertising. Uh, all those little taglines, Pandora and her box. Man, I, man, I, I've had a blast talking about talking to you. I I know I've been taking some of your time. It's getting a little later at night, uh, but uh, you know, uh, Tyler, I, I went to college a bunch of times myself. You know, never really, never really got. To, well, I mean, I went mostly. Uh, for certain things that I wanted. I, I went to radio school with uh, broadcasting, uh, psychology, got that. Uh, I went to paramedic school, got that. And, you know, so, yeah, the, the college has its place, but you could learn things uh, in other places, for sure. School of life, for sure. And I, I, I know that you, uh, man, I'm so glad that there is a Pandora in her box, the whole team that comes together and, and forms this group and, and makes beautiful music. Uh, you know, and I, I know it's beautiful can be subjective because it's the, the kind of music to some people, the, the kind of music that you play could be a little rough, but uh, I enjoyed it, man. I, I'm, I'm enjoying a little Pandora in her box and, and the screaming sounds of just Salem Priest with the uh, with the backing uh, group uh, of, uh, of Jessica Pandora and, and Blondie and Chris. That's my- so, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I don't want this. De- I definitely don't want this to be the last time that we talk. I want to k- 
catch up with you over time and uh, and you know tell tell the people you know any new projects that that they have to look look out for i know you have this this um uh this uh, show that that's coming up uh, and and uh, i'm guessing you have a a merch table that you sell merch at when after the show can they look forward to that as well i'm yep. seeing the head nodding oh, but I, I need to hear some stuff yeah definitely yeah we um we are currently working on um, the three song EP. I believe Jess sent you a sample of Our Father, which is going to be the um, highlight of that EP. Um, but we're also slowly working towards a full length album. We are going to have a lot of merch for our upcoming show. And we, um, all of us are going to be at the merch uh, table to answer any questions from anybody or just talk to people, take photos, everything like that. Um, just kind of engage um with the cogs that we are also all of us are members of the cogs of war um so it'll be really nice to engage with our georgia chapter and um yeah just what's uh, what's the cogs yeah, of war cogs of war uh is a uh, it's a mosh pit team and uh, they're really amazing it's more of a family than anything uh, when you see the cogs of war symbol uh on t-shirts and any show you go to Rest assured, you're going to be pretty safe in that mosh pit. They don't let any BS happen. Um, they they love a good, clean, hard pit mosh pit, but they ain't going to let people just go around trying to beat on each other. They ain't going to let any uh, any stigma dictate anything in a pit. Um, mm-hmm. They've actually had my back at one show once, and that's kind of how I learned about them. And uh, they're really great people. We're you know, I have a lot of very close friends uh, with them, and uh, you know they they're they're very. It's a large organization, but you'll see them at a lot of the major festivals. Uh, they're really good people to have around you, especially when you have a mosh pit. So kind of a security and, uh, for a mosh pit. Making, so kind mm-hmm. kind of. They're more of like a rule enforcer for the pit. Like there's okay. some unspoken rules of the pit, and they're the ones who enforce it. They're the ones who make sure that people can enjoy the mosh pit while staying safe. Um, you know, if there are any threats to anybody in the surrounding area or anybody at the show, they're usually the ones who try to confront it or get the appropriate personnel to confront it. Um, they're, they're really just a whole group of amazing individuals who are super selfless and um, are very kind and considerate to their neighbor. You know, they're, they're really, really great people. Well, I know yeah, mosh, and, mosh pits can be dangerous. Though one of the first ones, well, one of the last ones that I was at was at the University of Florida, and years ago. But I remember there was like two football player type guys, and they each took a shot of whatever on different corners of the pit, and they went at each other full force, hit and hit their heads, and both knocked each other ooh. out in the middle of the pit. Oh, so yeah. this is something that hugs with each other. What's that? Uh, they look at other i mean their their saying says it all the music brings us together the family keeps us together okay. it's a great organization the, the the so i mean huge shout out to the cogs of war um and especially with the show cogs of war georgia so uh, i mean it just such a wonderful group of people uh, almost every show we go to at this point they're there excellent and it's great seeing family it's like a reunion so all right, uh, Mr. Blondie, tell the people how to get a hold of Pandora and her box. What are the different areas? The v- avenue. God, he wanted to know for sure. <laughs> what? 
Who designed that cool website? I need to be even more social. Yeah, uh, you, need, you need to get a little more social, man. Social. All right. Who, who knows how to get a hold of this band? There. You can okay. contact us um, on our website. You can contact us via Facebook. You can contact us via Instagram. Or you can find Jess's phone number on Craigslist. She's probably selling herself or something. Um, really? <laughs> so those are the best ways to contact us um just either contact 434 management or contact um just specifically if you're looking to book for any shows any interviews anything like that um they would be the best people to um contact in regards to that um contact me if you're just looking for a good time all okay. right hey you know, now uh you know amazingly with the story of pandora's box if you look up pandora and her box you google that it's pretty much going to come up with all of your links. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, having cool, yeah. that kind of a story also, behind it. Pawbox. Uh, P-A-H-B-O-X. That's even and better. That's, that's a hashtag. Almost everything, too. Yes. But uh, uh, one more quick thing. I, I did want to bring this up. Uh, Please. Our drummer. Uh, I know you asked earlier. I never got to finish uh, talking about it. Is how we met Chris. Please. Our drummer. Uh, and... Uh, I met Chris at a suicide prevention walk. I met him and his uh, wonderful lady, Kelly. And uh, when I bumped into them, I, it, we just hit it off immediately. We just got along so good. And a funny thing is at that moment, I didn't have a drummer for the band and I had a drum set. Well, he just sold his drum set and we're talking about, it. I'm like, well, you know, so, you know, I didn't hear anything from him. I was like, well, I got a drum set if you want to play. And that's how we got Chris in. And uh, Chris was probably one of the best moves this band's ever made next to Salem and this guy. Eventually, they're going to fire me, I'm sure. But yeah. Probably. I mean, we already gained up on you to play like more heavy metal music, so it's only a matter of time. Uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, all right. It's uh, on the name, at least. So. Oh, well, I must drink now you were at a suicide prevention. Did you did you have anybody that that be that was a victim of suicide that you you were walking for specifically? Yes. Oh yes. goodness. Uh, yeah, you have that. Um, yeah, my late wife. Mm. Um, to this day, don't know if it was suicide or something else. Uh, so we had that that happened in 2014, and uh, we we know a few people, and I know. Uh, Salem is at a rough time too, so yeah. it's something. There's also, like I said, there's a stigma behind mental health, or should I say, mental health awareness. Yes, and people have a very hard time finding and seeking help out of fear, and it's something they shouldn't have to do. Well, so I see that's it's something that uh, you know the band supports me in the area of suicide prevention, mental health awareness, and. Uh, yeah, I'm just believe that. That I've talked. To you. No, I'm glad you have each other. It's something that, that that's that's uh we did, we we need to take care of each other for sure. Take care of yourself. Make sure that your your yourself is in order, and then once that happens, hey, try to take care of somebody else. And that's what you're you're doing in this band. It's sometimes it's hard to to have a band that comes together, but it seems like you you have a band that's come together and is making beautiful beautiful thing, beautiful art together. It, it, yeah. It's a family for sure. Oh, that you see, you cho you've chosen a you've chosen a family. What's that? Oh, 
<laughs> sibling rivalry. So, all right. So, how? Uh, when, when are you going back up to Tallahassee, or or is that something that that you you just get together when it's time to uh, to perform? Uh, do you do any practicing together? Or how, how, how do you? We do. I'm I'm usually the one who takes off work because it's easier for me to take off work than you know all three of them to do it. Um, so usually I'm the one who goes up to Jacksonville and I'll spend like a good week there and we will just do nonstop practicing like over and over and over again. Um, and I do plan on coming back up to do nonstop practicing, but for the most part, it's them finishing the material, sending it down to me and I'll take that material. I'll put the lyrics to it. I'll practice on my own so I can get the timing of it correct. And then, um, every so often we'll do like a video call with each other and I'll be like, Hey, here are some notes from what you guys gave me, let's try doing X, Y, Z. And then um, they'll try to implement it, send it back to me. So it's a lot of sending to and from. Hey, this internet can be used for good. I've, I've heard of musicians that have collaborated with people all over the world, even people that they haven't even met. There was one guy that I talked to in Australia. His drummer is in the Middle East and his guitarist is in Germany. And they've never met face-to-face, but they put it, lay down all their little pieces of tracks and then mix it all down in Australia. And end up making beautiful music, so that that's something that can be done. But uh, yeah, that uh, mm-hmm. for people that don't don't know geography, uh, from uh, Fort Lauderdale to Tallahassee, what seven eight hours? Well, they live up in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Fort Lauderdale I mean. to Jacksonville is about five hours. Five hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's a nice nice clip. Yeah. All right. Well, I usually yeah. finish these things off if if nobody has any uh, any other avenues they want to explore. Uh, I finish these things off with last words for the people. Since I have three of you, I'll do some last words with each one of you. Uh, Tyler, uh, the one who probably maybe has spoken the least, but definitely had some some good words about bass and not settling for bass. But uh, Tyler Blondie Wright, uh, give the people some last words. It could be words that you live by, words of advice, or just whatever pops into your head. Tyler Blondie, right. Last words for the people. Um, I think I'm going to bleach my hair pretty soon. Uh, that way I can, <laughs> I can really be a blondie. I thought about that today, actually. Do it. I think I need to my nickname. Do but, it. Yeah. And world peace. All right. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the front girl, I'm going to save Jessica for last since her name's on the, on the band. Uh, you know, so, uh, uh, Salem priest, uh, the, the front girl, the, the vocalist, the Ronnie James Dio uh, impersonator of sorts, I guess. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for that for that uh, for those covers, uh, but certainly rainbow in the dark cover. Uh, oh, it'll happen. But uh, uh, last words for the people. My last words for the night. Ooh, ye, and I cannot express this enough. Ha, I approve. <laughs> All right, Jessica Pan. Dora, Jessica, the last words for the people. Look at this. He's getting out of the picture. Here. I get the whole couch to myself. You sat in the I sat in a wet spot. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I all I want to say is thank you, Dan, for having us on. Uh, I think this this was a fun interview where you had a great time, all of us. Um, and the only things I have to say is that, you know, life is too short to live pissed off. We're offended. Take the mask off, live your life, you know, just take it off, throw it away and have a great life. So uh, thank you so much. 
for your time, Dan, and for everybody who listens to this very long interview of us crazy people. Thank you. (laughs) Well, there you have it, party people. Pandora and her box. Well, at least three-fourths or 75%. Of Pandora and her box. Yeah, they're a four piece band out of Jacksonville, Florida. Fantastic. And, you know, making me a little bit of home, a little bit homesick. I'm here in in central Arkansas now, but uh, yeah, I've eaten a lot of dirt there in Jacksonville. I've done some parties, some weddings there. And yeah, that's a nice place to be. So, and they're not just sticking around the Jacksonville area, they're taking the Pandora and her box music all over this country of ours. I didn't get into it. Have they been out of the country? I'm sure we'll talk again, Uh, but uh, find them everywhere. You can Google Pandora and her box, and even better is the P-A-H-B-O-X. So hashtag PAHBOX, or even just look up PAHBOX, and you'll come up with at least their Facebook, Instagram, and band mix, and the Reverb Nation using that pa box uh, suffix. Uh, so facebook.com forward slash pa box, Instagram, pa box, band mix, pa box, reverb nation, pa box. And uh, for, uh, from there, you can pretty much find everything. And they do have a website, uh, Pandora uh, hyphen her hyphen box dot square dot site. But if you look up Pandora and her box, I think that's going to come up right on top. It'll give you a little idea of who they are. Man, I had a good time chit-chatting with uh, Jessica Pandora, Salem Priest, and Tyler, soon to be even blonder, Blondie Wright, (laughs) the bassist. Well, and I know Chris Moore had to work. The drummer, the backbeat. (laughs) Hopefully I get him on the next, on on a future podcast coming up real soon. Yeah, I'm stoked. All right. Thank you so much for being a part of the What Makes You Famous podcast. Now, if you, yes, you, I'm turning my attention to you, would like to tell your story, I encourage you to uh, give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's KeysDan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Before they were known as Journey, Steve Perry called his band Golden Gate Rhythm Section. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keysdan. Email 
info at radiowhat.com. What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. This is Keys Dan. And this is Shelly G. And you're listening to Radio What. Dot com. <laughs>